Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Sticking in line with our series today, I would like to conclude and try to bookend this series under the umbrella of this this title of praising God in His sanctuary. If I would just title it what I really wanted to call it today, I would have preached, may I have this dance. So whichever one you like, you can hold on to. And if you don't like it, it'll be the one, you just pick one either way, sorry. God bless you and you may be seated here today. We had a powerful thing here occur just a week ago. It was, in my estimation, an incredible moment in his sanctuary. It was what we deemed a night of thanksgiving, where we shared the testimonies. Men and women around this place felt like you met people for the first time. How many of you learned something about someone else by watching their video testimony? Calls and texts and conversations have poured in about what it did for you. Individuals that felt like now in the midst of your dilemma that you could walk forward and not only survive, but have a chance to thrive in living for God. Because someone was willing not to share their inadequacy, but show His excellent greatness beyond their inadequacy. It was not to highlight that they had failed, but it was to highlight that He had been good and that the Lord had been faithful. And ladies and gentlemen across this room are imperfect people with imperfect lives that serve a perfect God that has proven time and time again that we should worship Him according to His excellent greatness. And in having that service, there was such a powerful occurrence which took place during one of the songs. Because one of the songs was sung partially in Spanish. How many remembers that? For those of you here that are able to fluently speak Spanish, you were able to appreciate it in a little different language, in a little different understanding than those of us who do not fluently speak Spanish. But whether or not you are bilingual and Spanish is one of your languages, you did not, how many would agree with me, you did not need to even understand the words to understand the worship. If you remember something swept into this room, Last Sunday, something swept in during that particular song. 
I found myself asking God, why is it we're feeling what we're feeling right here, right now? And I don't know if anyone else felt what I was feeling, but it was that stamp of approval from God that every nation, every language, every tongue should be magnifying the name that is above every name and that his excellent greatness should be made known in his sanctuary. So I, I, I want to remind us that, that the book of Psalms and the introduction of this series were about the 10 things that a man should do, that what he should even not do, that the man of God does not walk in the way and does not sit in the seed. And, and, and it gets to the place to where they were planted and would bear fruit. But at the end of the Psalm, at the 150th Psalm, those 10 things from the beginning are replaced with 10 elements of praise. And it seems to be this trajectory to the maturity of a Christian that is walking for God. That if you will continue to develop, and if you will continue to turn away from unrighteousness, it is leading you towards a life of praise and towards a life of thanksgiving. I thank God here today. Everything doesn't have to be going right for him to be worthy. Everything doesn't have to be perfect today for him to be worthy. I, I, I'm telling you, though, regardless of what you're dealing with, God is worthy of our praise in his sanctuary according to his excellent greatness. And so as they begin to sing that song, I, in fact, I had a little fun with Pastor Lopez. I went by and I said, you probably requested this. I tease him because he's not exactly fluent in Spanish. And I teased him about it. And I said, you requested this. And, and, uh, but I looked across and it was ministering. It's one of the reasons why in the spring we're going to have a Spanish revival here at Calvary Tabernacle. Why are we doing that? Because we've got to reach every nation and every tongue and every ethnicity. I hope it's just the launching pad. I hope we're able to reach. Come on. Come on. How many know we've got to try to reach every tribe, every nation? Not for our sanctuary, but because this is his sanctuary. And in his sanctuary, there should be praise. And so I do not have to understand it. But according to the 150th Psalm, there is a multitude of ways that we should praise him. And so I would ask God, I would ask you, do you believe that this is his sanctuary? Do you believe that he deserves to be praised in the firmament of his power? How many believe that he is being praised in the firmament of his power? How many believe that even in the realm that we cannot see, there are angels that cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. How many believe what the prophet saw when one cried to another in the heavenlies, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. How many believe there's a reason that Jesus taught them when you pray, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. What we're trying to do in his sanctuary is make sure that his presence fills this place and the worship that will happen eternally there can be happening here in his sanctuary. 
I thank God for our praise team. You've heard me say it, but hear me again. I want people to walk in and think, that's good singing. But more than it, they can go hear good singing anywhere in town. But if people can walk in and say, I feel, what, what is this I feel? What, what is this I feel? I hope nobody in this room, you've been living for God so long that you don't feel the goosebumps every now and then. And you don't know what it means to be in his presence. We're in his sanctuary. And we're getting in line. Let him be praised in the firmament of his power. I want everything in the heavenlies to be reflected right here in his sanctuary. I want God to be praised. Find two or three people and tell them, praise God. Praise God. Praise God because he's, he's worthy. Praise him for his mighty acts. Brother Mariner, I, I, sat, in the, I sat in the pre-service meeting and I looked around that table as we were talking about Brother Green and we're talking about some of these needs. And I said, I know this feels a little deflating for some of us right now, but how many in this room how many in this room have been in a place where we needed an absolute miracle and God stepped in right on time? I don't want to sound crass. I don't want to sound harsh. I want to be, but I want to be biblical and be honest. Our only threat is heaven. What if God doesn't heal him? Here's what I believe he's ready. I believe they're ready. Man, this is tough to preach this. I understand. I, I recognize some don't want to hear it. But I'm telling you right now, hell cannot threaten us with heaven. Death cannot threaten us with heaven. Worst case scenario, we'll dance together next time on streets of gold. All I know is to try to get God as close as I can and ask him for a petition. If you give us a little more time, if you'll let healing flow, then please let it be done. But if not, I'll sing hallelujah until you come again and I, I'll dance in your presence. How many knows he's still a miracle worker? So we praise him for his mighty acts. It's what we were doing with these testimonies. And according to his excellent greatness. I love that it doesn't just say greatness, but it's excellent greatness. It's not redundant. It's intentional. His excellent greatness. Here we go. This is where some people get nervous. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. <laughs> Some people do not want church to be loud. <laughs> and it's not just a conflicting, it's not just a conflicting belief of generations. Well, I don't think it needs to be so loud it bursts our eardrum. I don't either. I don't think the bass has to be so loud that your heart resets rhythm. I don't. But I will tell you this. I think it needs to be alive. I think the church needs to be alive. Come on, I think the church needs to be alive. What did the psalmist say? He said, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. You get the orchestra together. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Put that festivity together. The timbrel and the dance. Jump back. 
Jump back mentally with me to the Old Testament. Jump back to the introduction of the dance. Some people, you, you, you know, dancing for the Lord, for you, that's ridiculous. You don't, you don't get it. You don't understand it. But let me tell you something. Dancing in the presence of the Lord is acceptable. In fact, if, if you're a person that gives demonstrative praise to anything else but God, you are an idol worshiper. It's the truth. Where was the first dance in text that we find? Exodus 15. Exodus 15, they have come out of Egypt after 400 plus years of bondage. They have come out of Egypt. And what's the prophetess do? She grabs the timbrel. I promise you this, after the Red Sea had swallowed up the horsemen, the horses, the chariots, nobody looked at Miriam and went, that is ridiculous. That is unnecessary. That is so silly. Because when they recognized that he was their God of deliverance, it was not about their personality type. It was not about their family tradition. It was not about their social custom. There were delivered people and there were dead people. And Miriam said, he brought us. He brought us. Since we've been singing, since you were singing some, some songs that we used to sing a little more frequently. Anybody remember the song? He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet to stay. He put a song. Now, time out. Does anyone not know that song? Be honest. You don't know that song. It's a lot, a lot of people in here. Sometimes we think people, everyone should know that song. So we're going to sing it again. We're going to be a mass choir. I think I've done this two services in a row. No apologies. Okay? Here we go, everybody. He brought me out of the... He set my feet... Oh, he... Now, let me ask you a question. How many really believe that? He, he, brought, he brought me out. I know I wasn't in Egyptian bondage, but I was in sin. I was lost and on the... You might not have a timbrel, and you might not think you have a dance, but you can wave your hands. You can give him praise. You can magnify him. With the timbrel and with the dance. There's a reason we have the instruments. There's a reason we have an orchestra. There's a reason you got hands and it's to put them together. There's a reason you got a mouth and it's to praise him. According to his excellent greatness. Sister Mass, you said it right. We, we got big problems, but we got a big God. The presence of problems does not delineate 
the presence of God. The presence of problems does not delineate the presence of God. In fact, if there is ever a time, if there's ever a time, come on, he said, I came not for the whole, but he came for those that were in need of a physician. He came for, my, 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 my. And the world would look at the church and say, how can you be praising him right now? And the church's answer must be, it's for his mighty acts. It's according to his excellent greatness. Don't you have problems in your life? Oh yeah, I got problems, but I've got a God that supersedes every problem. I've got a God that is greater than every dilemma. Maybe seated. But we're not, listen, it, the Exodus 15 dance is magnificent. But Sister Ransom, we're, we're only chapters away from an Exodus 39 issue. Moses is in the mountain. 40 days alone with God and the people decide that they will Bombard Aaron. They're looking for an answer. The next dance, we're not far from watching the dance of deliverance turn into the dance of idolatry. He stumbles down out of that mountain and there they are, Brother Rozier. They're dancing before a golden calf. How do you go from deliverance dancing to idolatry dancing? Because somewhere in the middle of the wilderness, you stop praising God. When praising God ceases, it opens the door to praise something else. We begin to praise ambition. We begin to praise thoughts. We begin to pray. Listen. How ridiculous is it really in logic? Some people think, well, it's ridiculous to worship God. How ridiculous is it to melt your stuff down and create a golden calf? People everywhere are doing stuff like this. There must be something to it. They go from the dance of deliverance to the dance of idolatry. On this post-Thanksgiving Sunday, let me, let me just bring us all into this same place right here and tell us we cannot cease to praise God. We cannot cease to praise God lest we open, we open the door. We open the door. See if you can finish this sentence. Give the devil an inch. Give the devil an inch and he'll take a... All he needs, just give him a little window. Just give him, just give a little window. Just give a little window. And if we're not careful, we will take the problems and we will turn the problems into the God we bow before. Ooh, I'm off preaching. We take it and we'll melt down all of what we have. Let's just melt down what we got. And let's just magnify the problem. We'll elevate the problem. We'll elevate the sickness. We're not going to do that. We're not going to dance for the problem. We're not going to dance for the issue. Well, where's God? 
Where's the preacher? Where's Moses? Where is he? How do they go so quickly? Say, oh, Pastor Carson, that's a period of years. Listen, it was a quick and a subtle slot. It's at the same, it's one of those things where you're like, how did I get this far this fast? It's this gradual turning from praising God. Before long, here they are, and Moses comes down, and he's distraught. And if it would have been me, I think I'd have wore Aaron out. How does it happen so quickly? Ladies and gentlemen, I teach you and preach you here today. Anytime you take your eyes off the Lord, they will find their fixation on something else. Anytime you take your eyes off of the Lord and his mighty acts and his excellent greatness, then you will find them fixated on something else. Let me tell you, it come, your senses come together. Anytime you stop listening to the positive, your ears will find a way to hear the negative. Anytime you cease your mouth from speaking the generous blessings of God, your mouth will ultimately begin lending itself. Anytime you stop looking, your eyes will find a new fixation. Anytime you stop listening to what's righteous, your ears will find a new fixation. Anytime you stop talking praise, your mouth will find a new it's just the way it works. That's why we have to declare and we have to adamantly stand upon the fundamental truth that we will be men and women who praise God. What about when there's problems? Praise ye the Lord. What about when there's dilemmas? Praise ye the Lord. Yeah, but there's sickness in the psaltery and with the harp, with the timbrel, and with the dance. For my uncomfortable people, you're uncomfortable with the dance. You're un Somebody... Has anybody ever been in a service where somebody scared you with their worship? I have, like you weren't expecting it. You, you weren't ready. Anyone ever been in a service and you weren't expecting them to holler? Yeah. Remember this guy in a service, out of nowhere, jump real big, lady over here said, whoa! Yeah. How many have come to terms with the fact we don't all worship the same? Come on, we don't all worship the same. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you don't have to worship like me. Turn to your other neighbor and tell him you don't have to praise like me. You don't have to praise like me. Brother Turner, guess what? We're not in a dance competition. Brother Turner and I, we're going to get up and have a dance-off. I'm scared I couldn't win. No, we're not, we're not going to, because we're not in competition with each other. But why, why do we act exuberantly in the church? Just because he's worthy. Just because he's worthy. Just because he's worthy. Just because we're giving him praise. Open your Bible, Psalm 150. Psalm 150. I want the whole congregation to go there. Go to, go to verse 4, if you will, on the screens even. Psalm 150, verse 4. We've just talked about it with the timbrel and the dance. Here we go. 
150 verse 4. We're all going to read it together. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise, praise ye the Lord. You have no right to tell somebody else to praise the Lord. What? Psalmist said I can't. John, every now and then, you might have to say, Pastor, let's just praise God anyway. What are we going to do about the world? What are we going to do about the situation? We're just going to praise the Lord. No, 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 Pastor, you're not hearing me. You're not understanding. Brother Ross, you don't understand. I'm telling you about something overwhelming. Brother Traino, we, we're dealing with a situation where we're trying to reach all these people. We've got a million people gathered around us. What are we going to do? We're going to praise the Lord. That's great, but that's not a real strategic answer. I need a strategic answer. How are we going to reach the world, Brother Buck? We're going to praise the Lord. That's your answer? We're going to praise the Lord. We're going to, praise, we're going to let them know that there is a place in the middle of all the disunity, in the middle of all the chaos, in the middle of all the turmoil, in the middle of all the darkness. Somebody hear me right now. In the midst of all the fighting, in the midst of all the guns... In the midst of all the gunfire, in the midst of all the gang violence, in the midst of all the sickness and disease, in the midst of all the debauchery and sin, there is a church that is saying, we just praise the Lord. We just praise the Lord. We just praise the Lord. And he shows up. He shows up every time. So if you know, praise him on the organ. Not everybody. Brother Anderson, can you fire that thing up? Can you play the organ? Can you? Will it take a while? Is it working? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm singing all them songs. It makes me want a little ham. Just hmm. I was preaching somewhere one time. I was preaching somewhere, and I, 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 I thought I was preaching real good. I mean, I thought I was, pre I thought I was preaching real good, Sister Gay. I got to where, and every now and then, because I try to sing, every now and then I start, start singing, preaching, you know? And all of a sudden, somebody got up behind me on an organ. How many know what I'm talking about? And I said, Aah! And somebody went, -lo 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 -lo. and I thought, my God. Ah, uh, yeah. Right there. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't even have to be a good preacher if you can get somebody on the organ. Yeah, right there. You don't have to say anything. Ain't got to say nothing at all. Let me tell you what I'm proving. Because it's not about us. But when the body works together with multiple instruments. In his. In his. I said in his sanctuary. It's not about whether or not I can be a great orator. And it's not about whether or not you've got a good outfit on. It's about whether or not he is a good God. And he is worthy of praise. Come on, do we still believe in his excellent? In his excellent greatness. 
And I found myself. I found myself when they hit the note. I said something. And, and sometimes I accidentally like go to F or C. And I just, I get to, and they hit that note behind me. Hit one of them kind of that high hold. That, and I started doing this. And they just kept holding it. And everybody in the crowd, they didn't, they didn't even, I didn't have to ask them to worship. Just like I didn't have to ask some of you to stand a second ago. It's just that when praise gets paired, when praise gets, when praise gets paired together, something begins to happen. That's why, let me tell the non-praisers, we can do church without you, but we'd prefer not to. Whether you are a demonstrative person or not, I want everybody to stand to your feet. I want you to clap your hands under the Lord with everything you've got. I want you to lift your voice and give him praise for his mighty acts and according to his excellent greatness. According, according, cause and effect, according. If it's according to his excellent greatness, I gotta give him more. I gotta give him my best. I gotta give him everything I've got. Yes! Now I'm, st I'm stopping, so stay standing. I'm stopping. But I want, I want them to show you a little clip. I got to go to Malawi, Africa. Um, Handful of years ago, I got to go to Malawi, Africa. I texted my friend Brother Bounds last night. I said, uh, David Bounds, and I said, man, you got any clips of that singing? I went in. I told you last week I didn't understand that song, but I sure understood that song. Okay? I went to worship. I was in Malawi, Africa. I didn't know what they were saying at all. At all. Didn't even realize it and I had big old tears. Because I don't speak that, but I speak praise. Boy, I, I do speak praise. Can we show that clip? Let's just, just try to watch this. Turn that volume a little bit. Look, as far as you can see into the light. Okay, thank you. Brother Marshall, those people had nothing. They had nothing. They got up to take up an offering. I watched people take the shoes off their feet. I watched them take the shoes off their feet and come put their shoes and they worship like that how many know we are a blessed we are a blessed 
for his mighty acts according to his his excellent greatness. Pastor Carson, are you saying you want us to worship like them? I want you to praise like you. But the best version of you. Pastor, why, 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 why are you so interested in us praising him? Because he's worthy. Because he's worthy. 